All right, all right. Okay, okay. What's up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. You guys, spit some facts. Like always, of course. This is my WWE Friday Night SmackDown review. I hope you guys are doing good today. I am doing fucking horrible. Don't ask. You know, it's whatever. Fucking doing terrible. Um, SmackDown, in my opinion, I will say it was okay, in my opinion. I hated the ending for obvious reasons. You guys obviously know what I'm talking about that watch the show. The ending was, come on, like, seriously. We'll definitely get into that, but that was, oh my gosh. That was a fucking terrible ending. And the show was okay, to be honest. It wasn't that bad. It was okay. I got a lot to say about it. You know, it wasn't horrible. It was just like, what the fuck was that ending? Let's not waste any time. Let's jump right into it. So, show started off with our tribal chief for the best part of SmackDown. Head of the table, the WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. He came out with special counsel Paul Heyman and his cousin Jey Uso. And Roman, I gotta say this though, he cut a promo like a fucking mob boss in this promo right here. He legit sounds like a fucking mob boss. Like, like imagine though, like I really would love to see this movie though. Imagine Roman playing a mob boss though. He and I'm being totally serious. He could be really good if he did that. Imagine that though. It's really cool. And like I said, I love his gimmick. I've loved it ever since he's come back. You know, a few months ago. I've loved it. Love him to death. Love this guy. Cut a really good promo. You know, talking about Kevin Owens saying he actually likes Kevin Owens, even though he's a pain in his ass. Like, he respects Kevin Owens for keep on, you know, he keeps on getting up and getting up and fighting back and fighting back. So he gives him respect, which I was like, okay, well, that's kind of nice. He's giving him respect, but he's still saying he's a pain in the ass and now he can't provide for his family because now he's out. And Roman Reigns is talking about he provides for everybody back there, which is not true. That's Vince McMahon, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like I said, Roman cut an amazing promo, like always. Like, he just never cuts a bad promo. Well, as, as a heel, as a heel, as a heel, as a heel. Let me take that back. Because when he was a babyface, his promos were never that great. They were pretty bad. Like, sometimes here and there he would have a good promo. But when he was a babyface, his promos were cringy as fuck, especially... When he got his, like, big push and he was doing the whole fucking suffering fuck attach and the fucking, fucking, the beanstalk and everything. Jack and the beanstalk with him and Big Show. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? But he cut some good promos as a babyface. He cut a couple good promos as a babyface. Most of them were just bad. But as a heel, he is amazing. But like I said, he cut, like, a mob boss type of promo. It's like, it was great. It was a really good promo. And then he called Adam Pierce out. And he's like, get your ass out here. <laughs> Roman's making demands. That's what he's doing right there. And so here comes Adam Pierce. And he comes out and it really sounded, I, I swear, I'm not trying to bring it up again, but it sounded like almost like a mafia movie. The way these two guys were talking, like Adam Pierce, like, what can I do for you? Like, he's like, almost like a servant to Roman right there. What can I do for you, sir? That's what it sounded like. I was like, this is a great fucking promo. It's a really good start to the show. It's one of the parts that I enjoyed. Because I always, I, I've really enjoyed Roman's heel run, especially as the Universal Champion. I absolutely love it. I love his character now. I fucking love it. Absolutely, I love it. You know, Jey Uso could be annoying sometimes, but that's just that's his job right there. He's going to be an annoying heel. Paul Heyman hasn't really talked as much with Roman as he did for Brock Lesnar. We kind of thought that we kind of thought that was going to happen. Like Paul Heyman would talk mostly for Roman Reigns, but no, Roman can really cut good heel promos. It's like. That's what he should have been his whole career. Maybe could have been, maybe could have been a babyface for a little while. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to go completely off topic, but Roman should have really turned heel after he defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. That's when he should have turned heel. That should have been right then and there to turn him heel. And they almost did it when he came out to start Raw the next night 
and the crowd was booing him and booing him and telling him to shut the fuck up when he wasn't even speaking. You know, you suck, you suck. And I was like, holy shit, this is something. Like, oh my God. It was a vicious crowd. And they always are, you know, the Raw after WrestleManias, they always are. It was crazy. And Roman, you know, he said those... He said those words right there, this is my yard now. And I thought right then and there, maybe they're going to turn him heel. But they didn't do it. They, they didn't do it. You know... And remember, like, the next week on Raw, fucking Strowman destroyed him in the ambulance and everything like that. Nobody felt bad for Roman. They, they really wanted to keep Roman as the babyface. But people are going to feel bad for him. Like, they, they should have turned him heel right then and there. So it was a couple years too late, but thank God it's happening right now. But, like I said, with Adam Pearce coming out and saying, what can I do for you, Roman? And Roman shows him the video package of Adam Pearce giving Kevin Owens the match against Jey Uso. Excuse me, main event Jey Uso the week before. And they watched it, and then we come back from it. And, you know, Roman was basically saying, well, he said to Adam Pearce, do you think I'm stupid? Like, you don't respect me? Are you stupid? Are any of us stupid? You don't respect me? You're just respecting me and my family? And he grabbed Adam Pearce, and I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? And Roman feels more disrespected because there's a gauntlet match to determine who's going to face him at the Royal Rumble for the, for the WWE Universal Championship. And Roman's just mad, saying, like, Oh, I can't pick my own opponent. Everything I've done for this company, putting it on my back. I can't choose my own opponent. And I'm like, damn. But then Paul Heyman, like, calms down. He tells, like, he gets Roman to calm down. And Roman lets go of Adam Pearce. And he's like, you know what? My bad. My mistake. And they all walk away. And I was like, oh, oh, oh man. Like, that was something. Like, and they were even saying, like, to Adam Pearce, Roman was saying to him, like, oh, do you want to, do you want a shot right? Do you want me to go on the match? And he was like, no, it's a conflict of interest. Why would I want to do that? So they teased it. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're really going to do something stupid now, I feel like. After a really great promo, they're going to do something stupid. I could feel it. I'm like, here we go. They're going to do something really stupid here, but, well, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man, here we go. Um, but, yeah. So, we'll see what happens later on. But now, next part of the show right here for the Intercontinental Championship. It is Apollo Crews versus the Intercontinental Champion, Big E. You know, and also in the Gauntlet match, it's Baron Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, and the returning Rey Mysterio. So, I'm like, all right. But now with the Intercontinental Championship match, Apollo Crews face the Intercontinental Champion, Big E for the Intercontinental title. I'm like, all right, this should be a good match right here. All right, let's see how this goes. And these two, I got to be honest, these two put on a really good match. And I've really grown to like Apollo Crews. Like, I liked him even before he won the United States Championship last year. I just never felt like he was great on promos. Like, every time he would talk, it would just be cringe. Especially when they had him in Titus Worldwide, and that did nothing for him because he didn't win any titles. It helped out Akira Tozawa because he won the Cruiserweight title for six days. And that was it. They did nothing for Crews. Did absolutely nothing for him. But then, you know, he got his nice, he's gotten a great singles run when he beat Andrade for the United States title last year on Memorial Day, which was beautiful. He had a good three month title reign. I was like, all right, you know, even though, uh, you know, could have lasted a little bit longer. It was, it was a nice run. It was like, okay, he did good. Could have lasted a little bit longer, but that's all right. Um, but yeah, he's really improved with his mic skills and talk, and I'm like, I would like to see him as a heel. I would like to see that. He's a very underrated wrestler. He really is, not just in WWE, throughout the whole world. He really is. He's great. 
And these two put on a really good match right here. This was kind of stupid at first. Actually, no, it was really stupid. Because Apollo Cruz rolled up Big E and he pinned him one, two, three. And I was like, oh shit, Apollo Cruz is winning the Continental title. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And they cut the commercial right away. So I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And they come back and they show the replay, and both Apollo Crews and Biggie's shoulders were down. And I was like, what? So Apollo Crews, Apollo Crews didn't win the Intercontinental title. I was like, why would you do that for? I understand a gauntlet match is supposed to last a long time. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to stall for it. But why would you do that for? That was a waste of time because then we come back and the referees in the ring with the Intercontinental title talking to Apollo and Big E and saying, oh, well, since both of your shoulders were down, both of your guys' shoulders were down, this match is, you know, it's out right now. It's a, it's a double, what do, you, what do you call it? Double pinfall, they said. So it's a, it's a draw. It's a draw. So Big E automatically retains the Intercontinental title. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And Apollo's getting mad and Biggie's trying to like embrace him, like trying to give him a fist bump and saying, listen, good work, good work. Apollo's like, no, no good work. And then boom, he smacks Biggie right in the face. And Biggie was pissed. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And Biggie's like, you know what? Fine. We'll give you a rematch. Referee's like, are you sure? He's like, ring the bell, ring the bell. And Biggie was just throwing Apollo around and throwing him around belly to belly and belly to belly and belly to belly. And I'm like, Jesus. And even during the match of Apollo Crews, when he was suplexing Big E like nothing, I was like, Jesus Christ. That's a big man right there you're throwing around the ring. And I was like, all right. You know, and this was, and I thought Big E was going to beat him right away. He was going for the big ending, but Apollo countered. He did some pretty cool moves. He tried to go for his finisher, and he couldn't hit it. And Big E was just mad, like, especially when he did, like, the splash right there. Like, he was pissed. And, like, when he was doing, like, the clapping, like, he was doing, like, hard clapping. He wasn't doing, like, you know, kind of, like, soft clapping. He was just pissed you could see on his face i was like "Ooh, i like this biggie right here i would like to see him turn back into a heel when he first started off just being vicious being a vicious motherfucker but then he hits apollo with the big ending beats him one two three that was it so biggie officially retains the intercontinental championship i'm like it was kind of a waste of time just to do that whole stupid thing where both their shoulders were down and believe me i thought apollo cruz won i thought i was like holy shit the apollo cruz is winning the Intercontinental title i was like no way and believe me, that would have been stupid either way because, what, Big E holds the title for, what, a couple weeks and that's it? So, like, he just gets his moment and it's like, okay, you're done. Like, no, that would have been so fucking stupid. I would have been like, come on. Can't do it like that. That was dumb. But the match itself was good. They put on a really good match. It felt like it was kind of stupid how it was right there, like, doing the whole stupid thing and blah, blah, blah. So, whatever. I'm happy Big E retained, though. I really am. But well, then next part, we saw Bailey and Bianca Belair. I just stepped on something outside. Don't worry about that. Something on a chips or whatever, chip bag, whatever the fuck. Um, backstage, we saw Bianca Belair and Bailey backstage. And Bianca Belair is talking about her being in the Women's Royal Rumble. And then Bailey declared that she's in the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> and um, Bailey was saying to Bianca, how many people did you eliminate last year in the Women's Royal Rumble? And Bianca said eight. And Baylor's like, oh, like, I wasn't in that match or anything. I was, you know, the SmackDown Women's Champion. I was like, yeah. She was like, it was so stupid. She was saying that she wasn't in that match. I'm like, yeah, because you defended the SmackDown Women's title against Lacey Evans. Okay, you were the champion. We get it. Like, obviously, you weren't going to be in that match. Like, doy. What the fuck? Like, people don't remember that. They think, like, they think we're so stupid. I swear to God, they really do. I was like, really? I mean, come on. Seriously? 
oh, but now Bianca's saying, well, you're not a champion now. And I'm like, well, it's the truth. I feel like, you know, it would be really nice to see it come down to Bianca and Bailey in the Women's Royal Rumble. I feel like that's what's going to happen. I hope that it does. That would be nice. And Bianca, she deserves to go to WrestleMania and face Sasha because we know Sasha's not going to lose the title. She's not going to go after Asuka. That makes no sense. They've kind of teased her and Sasha already. So I'd be down to see that match. Everybody wants to see that match. But now we get to this match right here for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. we got the Street Profits, Montez Ford, and Angel Dawkins, the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, versus the team of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I don't know what their team name is. What are they called? The Aces? Something like that? That's what they've been saying. So is that like the team name? We'll just call them the Aces then, I guess. I don't know. I got to say, though, this was a great fucking tag team match. This was awesome. Montez Ford... I always got to put him over because he just is everything he does is amazing. I swear to God. He's one of my favorite wrestlers and just not in WWE throughout the whole world. He's so fucking awesome. He really is. He sold a leg injury like a pro. It was beautiful the way he sold it. Like he really could sell. Especially like when he grabbed the red solo club when he was uh, trying to get a tag from Angel Dawkins and it's like it gave him like a rush and everything. It's just this guy is so fucking amazing. This guy is going to be a huge star when he's on his own. He is going to be a huge star. Huge. He really is. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. His character is off the charts. He is just a total package. That's what he is. And, you know, I like Dawkins. I feel like Dawkins would be a great big man, like I mentioned. But I see the money in Montez Ford. If I had to choose either one of them to build around, i easily go Montez Ford all day, every day. No respect to Dawkins. I like Dawkins, but... Just Montez, I mean, come on. How could you not like him? How could you not? You have no soul if you don't like Montez Ford. You have no soul at all. The guy is a fucking stud. And Dolph Ziggler, he looked great in this match. We forget how great Dolph Ziggler is as a wrestler. We really forget how great of a wrestler Dolph Ziggler really is. You know, and the goofy shit that he's done throughout his career. You know, the Spirit Squad when he started off. And, you know, when he had a great heel run, especially as Intercontinental Champion, when he won the world title for a little while, that was his push right there. When he won the Money in the Bank in 2012, the SmackDown Money in the Bank to be exact, and he won the night at the WrestleMania 29, and the crowd going crazy in Jersey. It was, oh, my God. Even I couldn't believe it. When I first started watching wrestling, I saw him and was like, eh, this guy's whatever. But then I started to like him as, you know, time passed and everything. And I was happy when he won the world title. But then, yeah, it was a shame he lost it two months later. It was like, because he got hurt, he had a concussion, and then I guess they didn't trust him as champion because he got hurt, and that was it. That ended his push. And ever since then, you know, he's, has he really had a mediocre career since then? He really has. He has been in a lot of stupid storylines. He's been in, you know, he won the Intercontinental title a couple of times, but then he would lose it very quickly. It's just, I don't know. I really don't know. It's just I, f- I really feel bad for him. You know, and then he's been a heel now for the last couple years. Or last few years, it was like since 2017. It's just, I don't know. I feel like he could have been... They could have really gave him another chance to be world champion. And with Robert Roode, you know... <sighs> You know, with Robert Roode, he had a great run down at NXT, as you know, when he was Bobby Roode. He first became Robert Roode, like, in, what, 2019? You know, I loved him down at NXT. I loved him down at NXT. He was great. 
came up to the main roster. I actually was there on SmackDown Live when he made his debut to the main roster, and it was just crazy. The whole crowd singing glorious. I was like, like Aiden English was in the ring, you know, doing his singing, whatever, and the lights go out. I'm like, Undertaker? That's what I thought at first. I was like, Undertaker? That would have been crazy. But no, once I heard... Once I heard his theme song starting, I just jumped. I was like, no way. Because he lost the NXT title a couple days before. I think it was the Drew Drew McIntyre. And I was like, holy shit. Just the crowd erupted. It was crazy. They went nuts. The whole crowd went nuts, including myself. I was so fucking happy to see him. And I was like, oh, my God. He's really here. And then he beat Aiden English in his debut, and it was just, it was beautiful. The whole crowd sing glorious. It was a beautiful SmackDown. It was my first time ever going to a SmackDown uh, Live. Well, actually, I went to a SmackDown Live house show when it was at MSG, but this was my first time being actually at SmackDown Live, you know, where it wasn't at MSG. It was at Barclays Center after SummerSlam. But it was great. I feel like he's been misused a lot on the main roster. I mean, yeah, he won the United States title. In what, 2018 was in January when they had a tournament after Dolph Ziggler just walked away from the company, whatever the fuck that was, and he won the United States title against Mahal on SmackDown. But then he lost it. Did he lose a couple months later? Did he lose to Orton? He lost it like a fast lane to Orton, then Orton lost to Mahal. It was like a fatal four between Mahal, Miro, Rude, and Orton, and Mahal won at WrestleMania. It was whatever. I was like, okay. And ever since then, I mean, he teamed up with Chad Gable. They were a great tag team, you know, Glorious Gable. They were fun to watch. And then he turned heel. He's been with Ziggler for a while. They won the Raw Tag Team titles now. So, I mean, he hasn't really had... I shouldn't say he's had a mediocre run. But I feel like he could have been used a whole lot better. He could have been used more in the main event scene. They just never did that. They never put him in the main event scene. He's never even had a one-on-one world title match. He never has. You would think... So you would think if he was still on Raw, maybe they would do a program with him and McIntyre. Because he can get revenge on McIntyre after McIntyre beat him for the NXT title at TakeOver Brooklyn 2017. You could think Rude can get revenge and be like, you know what? I could beat him for the WWE title. But they never went that route. They could have, but they just haven't. So his run's kind of been, it's been eh. He's won a couple titles here and there, but could have used him more in the main event scene. Look at TNA, how they use him as a main eventer. He was amazing. He was great in TNA. They used him as a main event guy. He was a TNA champion. I believe he won a couple times. He was awesome in TNA. With WWE, other than like his NXT run, his main roster run has just been like... Eh, it's been eh, to be honest. I can't really say much, but... This match was amazing. Him and Ziggler have been great as a tag team. They've been very entertaining. I'll admit that. They put on an amazing match. You know, Montez Ford, like I said, was awesome as always, you know... You know, he was kicking out of a lot of the shit they were fucking throwing at him and everything. And I'm like, oh my god, this guy just won't stay down. He just keeps on fighting and fighting and fighting. You could see Ziggler and Rude getting frustrated. And, I'm, and then myself, I'm thinking, like, how many more title matches, like, are Ziggler and Rude going to get? I'm thinking, like, when I thought that, like, the week before, I'm like, oh my god, these guys are getting another title match. Like, you have no other teams at all. It's like, that's why WWE has a terrible tag team division. They really do. Their tag team division is terrible on the main roster. I will say that the main roster, the tag team division, just doesn't exist. It's bad. It's just it's random as fuck. You know what I mean? But like I said, this match was amazing. It was fucking so good when Ziggler and Rude hit their finisher on Montez and pinned them one, two, three. I couldn't believe it. 
So we got new WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and their names are Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. So they are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, okay. I was like, I feel bad for the Street Profits. I still do. Because they deserve to lose to them. They shouldn't have dropped it to them, to be honest. You know, it's something new. Okay, Ziggler and Rue, they win the SmackDown Tag Team titles. All right, fine. It's something new, whatever. But the Street Profits shouldn't have lost to them, to be honest. They should not have lost to them. should have been maybe like the Undisputed Era could have came up in the future. Maybe they could have lost to them. Or maybe like they could have done something like that. But I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is, you know. It's going to be interesting to see what Ziggler and Rude do as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Probably Montez is going to take a break now because, you know, he's really selling the leg injury. So he might take a break for a while. Street Profits might be off TV for a little while. I mean, they've been carrying the Tag Team division. They carried it on Raw and they've carried it on SmackDown. Maybe the Viking Raiders will come back and they'll go to SmackDown and they'll win the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Maybe they'll do that. That would make sense because they kind of they've teased that they're returning soon. Because, you know, Ivar had that bad injury back in, like, September, I believe it was. When it was like, I forgot who, I don't know if it was him, Mustafa, it was Viking Raiders, Mustafa Lee, and Ricochet versus the Hurt Business, I believe, and he did a dive and he hurt himself. Yeah, maybe he won't do that anymore. I mean, listen, he's a great athletic big man, but he shouldn't be doing that anymore. But, so maybe they'll return and go to SmackDown, they'll challenge Ziggler and Rude. Maybe that'll happen. I'm like, all right, I mean, that would be cool. Be something new. I'd be like, all right, cool. We'll see what happens. Those Street Profits, they've carried the SmackDown tag team division. They've carried the Raw tag team division. They've carried the whole WWE tag team division. They've been fucking awesome. They've been great. And they're Triple Crown tag team champions. They won the NXT tag team titles, the Raw tag team titles, and the SmackDown tag team titles. Even though they didn't win a match to win the SmackDown tag team titles, they, you know, they had to switch with the New Day because they got drafted. New Day got drafted to Raw, and Street Profits got drafted to SmackDown, but it's whatever. So they really didn't win the SmackDown Tag Team titles. It was just, like, given to them. But before on the show, I forgot to mention this. It just came to my mind right now. Uh, Sonya Deville, you know, we know we saw her last week, so she's officially back. And she's actually with Adam Pearce right now. So she's not an active competitor right now. For right now, she's not. She's helping Adam Pearce. So she's basically, like, an assistant to Adam Pearce. Because, you know, Adam Pearce is working on Raw. He's working on SmackDown. And even Sonya Deville, like, teased it, like, saying, like, oh, you're going to be wrestling that Garland match. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, all right. So, it's great to see her back, though. And she's, she is so good on promos. I swear to God. She's like... She can really be like a crazy fucking character. The way that she talks. You know, the way that she talks. Like, she's always like... She always seems like she's going to lose it when she's talking. That's how good that she is. She always seems like she's just going to lose. Like, you don't know if she, what, what she's going to do. She's almost like a loose cannon is what she is. And I love it. She's great. You know, we'll see when she gets back in the ring. Eventually, she, she will. She definitely will. Maybe she'll appear in the Royal Rumble. Maybe they'll wait a little bit longer. You know, maybe they're just testing out Maybe they're just testing out this new role with her and everything, which is cool. It's fine by me. You know, she was talking about, like, Mandy Rose, how, you know, she had the loser leaves WWE match. And when she lost to Mandy, then Mandy found a new tag team partner on Raw. And you can tell she was going to lose it there. But then she held back and says, you know, she's fine. There's something new right here, new opportunity. I'm like, all right, cool. But then uh, later on, we do see Paul Heyman go into Adam Pearce's office. And Paul Heyman said he pulled some strings and said Adam Pearce is now in the gauntlet match for a chance at the Royal Rumble to face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And I'm like, so they're really going to do this, huh? Okay. 
So now the Garland match starts. We have Rey Mysterio starting off with Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn comes out. He's got his own camera crew and they're wearing um, the Intercontinental Champion shirt that Sami Zayn has. Well, he's no longer the Intercontinental Champion. And he was talking about conspiracy theories and everything. I got my camera crew. They're here to document this and everything. With the conspiracy that's going on. I was getting so annoyed. I love Sami Zayn as a wrestler. But this character is so fucking annoying. I love Sammy as a wrestler. I absolutely do. But this fucking character gets so under my skin. And he's doing the job correctly. He's supposed to get under your skin. I'm just like, oh my god. He's so annoying. He is so annoying, you know. It just gets it really is just like, oh my gosh. Fuck. Like you know what I mean? But still. It is what it is. So then, you know, he gets in the ring finally after cutting a long promo. I'm like, oh, my God. Can we get this match started, please? We already know what's going to happen. So he gets in the ring, and he has his back turned to Mysterio. The bell rings. Goes to Mysterio. Mysterio kicks him, and he's on the ropes right there. Gets hit with a 619. Mysterio hits a splash. One, two, three. Sami Zayn is out. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That, that's how it happens right there? Sami Zayn gets eliminated just like that? Come on, that, that, see, what the fuck is that right there? This guy was a fucking dominating Intercontinental Champion right here. He had a good run as Intercontinental Champion, and that's how you do it right there? That's how you do him? Listen, I don't like Sami Zayn's character, but oh my god, that's how he gets eliminated like that? Right away? That was like, what, fucking 20 seconds in the match? Like, what the fuck was that? His promo was longer than him in the match. Like, what the fuck was that? That was so terrible. It's great to see Mysterio back, but oh my god, like that's how Sammy gets eliminated? Like that? I mean, there are rumors of him leaving. I don't know if it's true or not. But oh my god, that's how he gets eliminated after fucking carrying SmackDown as a continental champion? Well, not really just him carrying SmackDown. We know Roman's carried SmackDown. I'm saying, but Sami Zayn's been a huge part of it as a continental champion. Even though his character is really annoying, he's had some entertaining moments. I will admit that. Some parts he's been funny. And he's still been great in the ring. He's always been a great fucking wrestler. You know... But still, it's like that's that's the way he gets eliminated. That's just like it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me how he got eliminated. It's just like come on, that's just not the way to do it. But then here comes Shinsuke Nakamura, and I'm like, all right, we see Shinsuke Nakamura now in the main event scene. That's great. That's how it's always should have been. That's how it's really always should have been. Never should change. But he gets in, and him and Mysterio put on a nice you know little match right there. I was like, all right, this is good. Like Nakamura him with a nice knee outside the ring. We know Nakamura's always been stiff in the ring. We know that for a fact. You know, I was thinking to myself, yeah, Rey Mysterio, his return match in WWE was against Nakamura back in October 2018. What was it, like the, uh, what was it, like the 1,000 episode of SmackDown it was? So, yeah, yeah, that was the first time we saw Mysterio come back to WWE right there. He made his return against Nakamura. They put on a really good match. You know, and I got to say, though, Mysterio, his return to WWE, you know, he's been back since 2018. His run... I feel like it could have been a whole lot better. You know, I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not trying to be bitchy about everybody in the company. I'm just saying, like, Mysterio's run could have been a whole lot better. He has had a lot of good matches, like with Nakamura, the matches he had with Andrade, Brock Lesnar. But his run's just been kind of eh. I mean, I would like, to, I would have loved to see him win the WWE title, actually have a proper WWE Championship run. You can say, well, he's been world champion two other times. He had good runs there. I mean. Okay, yeah, his first world title run when he won in 06. Yeah, he had a good title reign for a few months. When he won it the second time, he dropped it in a month to Kane. 
Because, you know, they ruined the whole storyline with Kane, the Undertaker, and Kane saying that Rey Mysterio put Undertaker in a vegetative state, but it turns out to be Kane and everything. His second run was forgettable. He lost in a month. I was actually there when he won the world title of Fatal 4-Way. I was actually there. It was my first ever time going to a wrestling event, and that was great. And then, you know, the, the Nexus, when they got involved in the WWE Championship match later on that night, that was that was something. There must be a nine-year-old kid right there screaming to Cena, get out of the ring and everything, him just standing there. The normal man would have just fucking left the ring, but that was a great event to be at. It was really good. But, yeah. And then he won the WWE title on July 25th of 2011. You know, like, when CM Punk, like, when he did the whole thing where he left the company with a title and they did a, a new tournament for a new championship and Mysterio beat The Miz for the title. And then later on that night, Cena beat him. Like, he had the title for, like, what, an hour? That was, come on, that was dumb. That was so dumb. I know what they were trying to do with Cena and Punk. I understand what they were going to do, but, like, Punk actually didn't leave and everything. It was all work, obviously. But, like, really? That's how you do Mysterio like that? That was, come on. Seriously? So stupid. That was so dumb. When you legit think of it, it was dumb. In a way. Like, why would you even do that for? You should just gave it, you should just gave it to Cena in the tournament. You should just put him in it, and then he wins it back. Or he wins that title, and then Punk comes in with the real title. That's how it should have been done. That was, you, you, couldn't have done, you shouldn't have done that with Mysterio. It was just dumb. It was a waste of time. But him and Nakamura, I go off topic a lot because I get pissed about some certain things in the past, like Jesus Christ. But him and Nakamura put on a nice match right there, you know, for a little while. Nakamura wound up making Mysterio tap out, and I was kind of surprised. I think, okay, maybe we're going to get Roman and Mysterio, but nope, I guess not. So I was like, okay. And next we see King Corbin. He comes out and he attacks Nakamura before the match, and he attacks Mysterio because I forgot that Corbin was in a feud with the Mysterio family. We haven't seen Murphy in a while and Aaliyah. I don't know the fuck they are. We saw Dominic, of course, at ringside as well. But then, you know, then they had the match between, you know, Corbin and Nakamura. They did okay. Like, Corbin... Listen, Corbin's very generic, to be honest. I can't really say much about him. He's just very generic. It was whatever. You know, they put on a nice little match as well. Nakamura wound up beating him. And here came Daniel Bryan. This was... Oh, my God. This was great. Nakamura and Daniel Bryan put on a great match right here. This was just back and forth. Stiff shots after stiff shots after stiff shots after stiff shots. Just brutal. Brutal. And I loved it. And then Nakamura thought maybe he was going to make Daniel Bryan tap out. And Daniel Bryan thought maybe he was going to make Nakamura tap out. And then I thought to myself, uh, maybe Daniel Bryan's going to win. But I'm like, but he's already in the Royal Rumble. So it doesn't make sense for him to win. Because we already know he's going to be in the Men's Royal Rumble. He already said that. So it really didn't make sense for him to be in this match. You know, it's very weird booking. Like, okay. But they put on a great match. Nakamura wound up beating him right there. And they showed a sign of respect after the match. They both they shook hands. So I guess Nakamura could say he is a good guy again. You could say that. Because heel Nakamura wouldn't have shook his hand. He would have kicked him in the balls like he did to AJ Styles so many times back in 2018. But now that was a nice, nice sign of respect right there. They put on a really good little match as well. And then here comes the Universal Champion Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, and they cut the commercial, and they're still on the stage. Paul Heyman's there as well. And then here comes Adam Pearce with, like, a WWE jacket on and everything and with, like, sweatpants, whatever the fuck he's wearing. He comes down to the ring, and I'm like, they're really going to do this. And Jey Uso and Roman Reigns beat the shit out of Nakamura. They put him down, and they brutalized him, and Roman Reigns throws Pearce in the ring, and then Uso super kicks Pearce. And Roman says, ring the bell. So the match begins. And then Jey Uso drags Pierce on Nakamura. One, two, three. 
Now, this is the part where I get pissed. Adam fucking Pierce. Adam fucking Pierce, the guy who hasn't wrestled since December 21st, 2014, when he wrestled Cole Cabana in Ring of Honor. He's getting a title match. He's going to get a universal title match at the Royal Rumble. See, now I'm really not looking forward to the Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble is usually the pay-per-view I really look forward to. But the two big title matches at the Royal Rumble are Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship and Roman Reigns versus WWE official Adam Pearce for the WWE Universal title. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is that? What? I mean, come on. Seriously? Those are the two big title matches for the Royal Rumble. What the fuck, man? Like, what the hell is this? Why? Why? Wait. Oh, my God. He's really going to face a WWE official in Adam Pearce. The guy who's been making the matches recently. A guy that hasn't wrestled in the WWE. Wrestled in WWF in 97 and 99. But what the fuck is this? I mean, I understand he's won the Ring of Honor Championship, what, a few times? Isn't he like a five-time Ring of Honor Champion, whatever the fuck? But, oh, my God. It's such a slap in the face to every single wrestler in that ring, especially Corbin. I can't stand Corbin. It's a slap in the face to every one of those wrestlers in the back. Especially Shinsuke Nakamura, who carried this fucking match right here. He carried this match, put this match on his back, and beat everybody in sight except Sami Zayn and Mysterio did that for him. Beat Mysterio, beat Corbin, beat Daniel Bryan. And he gets pinned right there by Adam Pierce. I understand how he got pinned. You know, Pierce didn't just beat Pierce did nothing to him. What a stupid fucking ending. So that's what really is gonna happen at the Royal Rumble. Expectations would be like Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, or even Nakamura, maybe even Kevin Owens again. Nope. Roman Reigns versus Adam Pierce. And for like the other side of the roll, oh Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, or maybe Keith Lee again. Nope. Goldberg. I have nothing against I have nothing against Adam Pierce, but this makes absolutely no fucking sense. This makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. What's the point of doing this? What's this match gonna be? And everybody's saying, oh, don't look don't overlook Adam Pierce. This might be a good match. The guy hasn't wrestled in fucking seven years. He hasn't wrestled in seven years. What do you mean, don't overlook him? He hasn't wrestled in seven years. He hasn't wrestled at all since then. He hasn't wrestled since December 21st, 2014 against Cole Cabana. That's the last time he's wrestled. So we don't overlook him. This match is going to be fucking terrible. Just like the match between McIntyre and Goldberg is going to be terrible. I mean, come on, people. Wake the fuck up with this shit. And people were pissed. When people were saying, oh, well, maybe this will be something big for Nakamura. Like, he'll get a big push after that. Well, I would hope so. I would hope Nakamura gets a big push after this because he, by God, deserves it. You know, I hope that Nakamura leads to a big push for him. I really hope that it does, but this was a terrible way to end SmackDown. Like I said, SmackDown was okay, to be honest. It would have been good if, like, Nakamura would have won. I mean, come on. Like, this does not make any fucking sense. This does not make any sense at all right here. It really doesn't. I don't get what this is. This is just not good at all. This is fucking terrible right here. This is really bad. This is bad. I really don't understand. I really don't.
Like, come on. Adam Pearce versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. I could get it this is on, like, a low pay-per-view, like, a different kind of pay-per-view that's not the Royal Rumble, one of the main four pay-per-views. But really, you really think people are really going to want to see that match? No, seriously. If you have a fucking normal fucking brain, you think people are really going to tune in and be like, yeah, I'm looking forward to McIntyre and Goldberg, and I'm really looking forward to Reigns and Pierce. Absolutely fucking not. I mean, maybe Pierce will say, I got somebody for you at the Royal Rumble. Maybe he'll do something like that, where Pierce is like, I'm not going to wrestle you, but this guy will, and you'll see at the Royal Rumble, and it could be Kevin Owens. They should do that then. If that's where they go, then I'm fine with that. But if Adam Pierce is legit getting in the ring with Reigns, what, what the fuck? It makes no sense. It makes legit no fucking sense. Why don't you get a fucking official Pat Buck in the ring as well? Fuck that, right? Get him in the ring. You just want to go all out with Adam Pierce? Go right ahead. Say Pat Buck. You know what? Let's replace Goldberg with Pat Buck. Like, come on, seriously. This is so fucking terrible. This is why this company is a fucking sinking ship. I don't want to fucking hear from you fucking WWE marks and you fucking stands. I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to hear it. You can fucking go keep on. You can keep sucking Vince McMahon's dick off as long as you want. I'm shocked all your fucking noses aren't fucking brown for how much your fucking nose are Vince McMahon's fucking ass. You all can go fuck yourself. You enjoy. If you seriously enjoyed this, if you really fucking enjoyed, because I got a fucking friend who's a fucking idiot who was happy that Goldberg returned. He's facing McIntyre. He's like, well, let's go. And then with Adam Pearce facing Reigns, he's like, bruh. Like, he's pissed about that. No, no, no. Keep that same energy with Adam Pearce right there. You're happy that Goldberg is wrestling McIntyre after Goldberg almost killed The Undertaker two years ago. And he could barely pick up The Fiend last year as well. And he ended Bret Hart's career back in 2000. No, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy with Adam Pearce. Don't change your attitude on that. Don't change your attitude on that. Just, just keep that same energy. You're happy about Goldberg. Be happy about Adam Pierce. Don't switch up. No. Don't do that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You don't get no pass on that. Fuck out of here, man. No. Fucking hypocrite. But that's all I got to say, guys. This episode, it was okay, but this was fucking dog shit at the end. It was really terrible. We'll see what it leads to. Hopefully it leads to Adam Pearce at, saying at the Royal Rumble, you know what, I got... Or maybe before the Royal Rumble saying, you know what, I'm not wrestling you. I don't care what you say. I got somebody for you. And that's it. Deal with it. Like when Pearce really lays down the... Where he really lays down the law. He says, you know what, I got somebody for you at the Royal Rumble. And it's not me. It's going to be someone that you know. Do something like that. Alright guys, hope you guys enjoyed this episode right here. I gotta go fucking relax. I'll talk to you guys. I might do my NFC and AFC divisional game predictions tomorrow morning. I probably will. If not, then I'll do it Tuesday morning. So either tomorrow morning or Tuesday morning, I'll do my NFC and AFC uh, divisional game predictions. Alright guys, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you guys soon.